I'm Chuck Smeaton from the Royal Institution of Australia, and this is the Cosmos Briefing Podcast. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land wherever you are listening from today, and I'd like to pay my respects to Elders past and present. South Australian-based company MicroX has recently won $8 million in funding to further develop their small portable CT scanner, which they aim to fit on an ambulance or in a plane. It's a device that can mean the difference between life and death in patients having a stroke, for example. The technology they use to enable a CT scanner to be produced that weighs just 30 kilos instead of the normal three quarters of a tonne can be applied across many forms of X-ray, from medical to airport security to military bomb squads, as Managing Director Peter Rowland explains in today's interview, hosted by Cosmos journalist Ellen Fidian. Peter, why would you want to fit a CT scanner on an ambulance? Ah, right, okay. <laughs> long, long story. Um, yeah. Look, it's, it's all about stroke. Um, and the thing about stroke is that uh, you, you can't start to treat a stroke uh, until you know what kind it is. It, there's two kinds. It's a, it's a clot or it's a bleed. Usually it's a clot, but uh, in about 75% of the cases, it's a clot. And you can start, once you know it's a clot, you can start to treat uh, by injecting something called TPA, which is a clot-busting drug. However, if you got it wrong and it turns out that it's a bleed and you give them a clot bluster, you will probably kill the patient. So, uh, so you've got to get a diagnosis before you can start treatment. Uh, now, the, norm, the only diagnosis that the medical world accepts for telling the difference between the two types of stroke is a CT scan. Uh, so... When you have uh, a stroke, you, you know, you're losing millions of brain cells per minute and, until you get that first injection. Um, but you've got to have a CT scan first, uh, which means, you know, without mobility, that CT scan is in a hospital. So how far, how many minutes away from a CT scanner do you live? In, in rural and outback Australia, uh, a long, long way. So your chances of, of recovering from a stroke are, are not good. Uh, so our technology basically uh, shrinks a CT to something, you know, from something that weighs three quarters of a ton um, to, uh, you know, a, a small ring scanner. We think about 30 kilograms, certainly light enough to go in an RFDS airplane or an ambulance. Uh, and you can you, you take the CT scan to the patient. So the, as soon as you get to the patient, you can give them a CT scan. Uh, you can wireless that image to a, a radiologist who will, who will look at the image, pronounce the diagnosis and say, yes, give the patient TPA. And you've just, uh, you know, you've just reduced the time to treatment to well inside that golden hour. And the stroke recovery statistics inside that golden hour are spectacular. So... MicroX is aiming to um, design a CT scanner that will, uh, a smaller CT scanner. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the technology? How is that going to work? Yeah, they, they, um, what our technology is, is, uh, is, is uh, it, it's kind of like a, uh, 
if I can make an analogy, it's like every other X-ray tube in the world is 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 powered by a thermionic uh, hot filament, a bit like the old-fashioned light bulb. Our technology is is solid state and cold. It's it's more like an LED. Um, <clears throat> good analogy because it's you know it, it's much more efficient in power. It has a very very long life, and it's very very energy efficient. Uh, but one of the clever things is you can electronically control it. You can turn it on and off in a microsecond, and you can uh, you can get a uh, because of that. What we can do is we can simulate a rotating CT. Uh, if you've ever had a CT uh, exam in a hospital, you've sat inside this giant donut that uh, that whirs. It's very awkward, right? And it whirs. Um, Inside that donut is, is hidden an X-ray tube and a detector in a gantry there at opposite sides. Um, and, it, and it spins around you at around 200 revolutions per minute. Um, and, you know, that's quite complex engineering because, uh, uh, you know, the, the X-ray tube's got 150,000 volts connected to it. And, and of course, the precision of, of keeping the source uh, stable compared to the detector is important. So that explains why a CT machine is is you know close to close to a million dollars a copy. Uh, with our our system, we do it differently. We uh, we have these. Uh, we've shrunk the tube, and on, on for this product, uh, the X-ray tube is going to be the size of two golf balls, and we've got a range of those in the in the top end of the arc of the of the um, uh, that sits above the patient. And basically, we just fire each one of those X-ray tubes in turn, and because it's electronically controlled, we can sequence them. So it's like a sequence of flash photographs. Uh, each one being a, an X-ray photograph of the brain. Underneath the patient's head is this curved detector that you can see in the image, um, uh, especially made for us by Fujifilm, uh, and that gathers, you know, the image. We get 29 images, and then. The clever software stitches that together into a CT image, and uh, and we can see what we need to see. So, because we've got no moving parts, uh, it's it's very simple, very lightweight, very reliable, and very cheap. And that's our our dream is, uh, you know, cheap enough that we could put one of these in the back of every ambulance. So, if you have a stroke, you know, your nearest ambulance is what you're worried about, not your nearest CT machine. That makes a lot of sense. Is it something that could fly as well to get out to really yeah. remote people? That's the whole idea. And uh, you saw we did the um, the, the, the uh, contract signing today at the Royal Flying Doctor Service. Uh, but that's exactly it, because in, in, in remote areas, they're a long way from a CT machine. Uh, but yes, at 30 kilograms, we can easily fit that. And in fact, we showed today, there's an, an awful lot of vision you'll probably see in the TV news tonight. Uh, how easily that fits into uh, into the RFDS airframes. So, uh, and that's game changing for for people in those remote areas because they uh, they've just got no hope. I mean, it's a uh, you know the retrieval ambulance you know otherwise would would take four hours to get there. In terms of like accuracy and power, how does it compare to conventional CT scans? Is it going to be a similar thing? Um, we're we're aiming. We're working with um, the the Johns Hopkins University in in, in Baltimore. Uh, interestingly, they they were trying to make this uh, same concept of a of a kind of no moving part um, CT scanner 
uh, using conventional technology, and they tried that for many years and discovered it's just not possible. Uh, they, they, you know, they had to make it move, and when you move, you you lose the accuracy. Um, but but they've they've joined our team because in the process they did learn an awful lot about image reconstruction and contrast, and because uh, you're looking for very subtle things, we're looking for a a, a bleed in the brain uh, as as small as one millimeter. Um, now. We, uh, the Johns Hopkins people believe from the way our system works and what, what they've seen in their simulations that they've run, will end up performing better than the uh, than an eight slice uh, uh, helical conventional CT. So they're they're predicting that. I mean, we've still got a lot of work to do refining the algorithms just to to maximize the image. But their their bet is we're going to do well well better than conventional technology. Um, and power consumption is, is tiny by comparison, as indeed is the x-ray dose that you're giving the patient. Um, so, uh, yeah, lots and lots of advantages from, uh, from this technology. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's, so you've just received a grant to further develop this scanner. What's the time frame on getting it into ambulances? <clears throat> uh, good question. Look, we're, um, we'll be, we'll have our first prototype which is uh uh you know a, a design that's you know certified to be safe to be used on patients uh in in about two to two and a half years from now we'll be doing our first patient imaging um and the the path to market thereafter uh really depends on uh our our fda approval uh we we think we can get a 510k on that uh, and basically compare ourselves to an existing CT image. Uh, if if we can do that and 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 avoid having to do a whole new uh, de novo application, then then it's it's a, it's a number of weeks after that before we'd be certified to uh, uh, to to use it for for real. So uh, yeah, don't like to be solid on the time scale because there's a few little ifs in in the regulatory pathway, but. There's a good chance we we could be using this, you know, within three years. That's very soon. Hopefully, it works out. It is. Well, we're, we're the, I mean, the the technology invention is kind of behind us. We, you know, this this technology developed the prototype imaging we've done to get to this part to win the grant from the Medical Research Future Fund. We showed that this was possible. So our our proof of concepts already done. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the, the X-ray tube technology exists. And, you know, we've had a first stab at the image reconstruction, which is, is giving us almost as good performance already uh, as a conventional uh, device. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process of good, solid engineering now. Um, and, and part of the importance uh, in, in today's event, working with the RFDS and the SA Ambulance, is, uh, you know, they're an important part of our design process because, they're the people who are going to be using it in airplanes and ambulances, and we want to we want to feed their user input to the earliest stages of product design, um, you know, rather than fall into the trap which many companies do of inventing this wonderful thing and taking it along to the user and saying, "Isn't this great?" And they go, "Yes, but <laughs> what exactly is the point?" Yes, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah a lot of exactly. Sense. So I mean, we're, that's why we get them involved today, saying. 
we got to understand what their workflow is when they when they would use it, how they would use it, what power supplies are available, how much room is there in the airplane, where would you mount it, would you ever X-ray outside, or was it all would be inside the you know? So all of that is is stuff that that feeds into the design, and the the closer the designers get to the people who will use this, the you know the better the product is going to be, and the more the people who use it will love it. Of course, um, this isn't the first. Um, X-ray product that my 